it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your SmackDown study. It's your SmackDown study for December 10th, 2021. The end of the year quickly approaching. Day one is right around the corner. And SmackDown once again delivering some uh, good quality entertainment. Sports entertained again from the SmackDown side of things. So we'll just jump right into things. So <laughs> we started off tonight with uh, Sami Zayn. Now, this man <laughs> comes out in a wheelchair. The couple of male nurses by his side wheel him down to the ring, put him in the ring, and Sammy decided to go a little Sue crazy saying that he's going to sue everybody for what had happened to him last week, where he was single-handedly demolished by Brock Lesnar, then Roman Reigns. It was it was quite the show, if you didn't watch last week. Um, <laughs> and this week started off just as ridiculous. So naturally, Paul Heyman comes out, Tells everybody that Roman will not be here tonight. But begins to try to talk Sammy down from everything that had happened. And Sammy ended up getting out of his wheelchair, hobbling over to Paul, and intimidating him. And I was like, all right, Sammy, I, I see you. Let's see what's going on here. And then what happens? Brock Lesnar comes out and i'm thinking to myself is he here to save paul interesting so brock has himself a little heart to heart with sammy and brock starts talking about hunting and how you know since he and sammy are canadian alpha males you know they should spend some time together go hunting and you know, Brock was like, you know, you should, I should invite you to, you know, Saskatchewan and, you know, we can uh, go moose hunting and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sitting, I'm eating this up. Like, I, I'm like, this is fantastic stuff. Um, especially with what had happened with them last week before the beatdown. Like, I'd like, like, I'd be, I would not complain if there was a, a Sammy and Brock Lesnar, like, 
special or like a sitcom between these two, I think it would be absolutely hysterical. But Brock goes to wheel Sammy out of the ring so that, you know, they can go, you know, to Canada and do their thing. And Paul Heyman is like frantically searching for a microphone. And he ends up taking the one that Brock has and he goes, what the hell are you doing? Three years ago, shit like this, you'd be immediately bringing Sammy to Suplex City. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, oh, it's about to get real. And it certainly did. Paul just kept going and eventually went into his reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Universal Champion. And Brock just got like all juiced up and then took out the nurses, took out Sammy. And I'm just like, all right, here we go. Somebody had mentioned online that this was like reminiscent of uh, Winter Soldier for Marvel. And I, I, I was dying. I'm like, oh, my God, this is perfect. Like Paul was literally just reading the words and it activated Brock and Brock just went insane. So it fit perfectly. So the first segment, fantastic. Loved it. We then went right into our in-ring action, tag team action with Los Sotharios taking on Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, Michael Cole had an interesting comment stating that Los Sotharios were undefeated since they've come to SmackDown. Well, that ended tonight. (laughs) Rick Boogs and Nakamura finally getting the big victory over Los Sotharios, so I'm assuming that this feud is over. And maybe it'd be about time that Shinsuke Nakamura defend the Intercontinental Championship since he's had it for like almost 200 days and he has defended it once on television. Just once. Last time I checked, if you don't defend it, or at least this is how things used to be, within 30 days, you were stripped of said title. Obviously, that went away a long time ago, but I really wish they'd bring that back. I love the fact that you would actually have a champion that would go out there and defend their title. And it's not like Shinsuke's a heel anymore. He's a face. Like, he should go out there, beat up some mid-card heels, and defend his title. But they just, for some reason, refuse to do that. I, I, I don't understand why. But the IC title in the U.S., championship are not like they used to be you know those used to be your dark horse titles you'd have those those guys that were next in line fighting for that championship and it meant something you know you you go back to when i was younger and i used to watch like Shawn michaels triple h the rock razor ramon these guys would fight for the intercontinental championship and you knew when they got that and they held on to it for a while that they were getting ready to make that next step. And just, I haven't felt that way about this title and and either one of those titles in a very long time, and it's sad. So hopefully at some point, somebody will go, well, maybe we should actually make this kind of a big deal again and run with it. But, you know, it is what it is. After that, we had a brand new crowning celebration i guess uh for xavier woods uh kofi went out and got himself uh, a new crown created for for xavier and they revealed it and this thing is beautiful it's 
freaking huge and it just it it fits Woods's character perfectly. Like it just his just how he is. So fantastic new crown for Woods and the king is now complete once again. We then moved on to fight night as Seamus took on Drew McIntyre in one hell of a physical fight. I love these two when they wrestle. They never fail. It's always a great match, and Drew McIntyre does get your victory here tonight. We then, at least I thought, once again, we're going to get Naomi versus Sonya Deville. Sonya with brand new heel management music and brand new leather black gear, and it just, she looked fantastic. But of course, Sonia not without friends, Natalia, Shanna Baszler out there as well. And Naomi at first takes advantage, able to beat up the other two. Um, Sonia jumping out of the ring, running around, grabbing the other two ladies to get them ready to go. Kind of do like this little bit of a shield thing, like they have one, you know, one on one side, one on another, and Sonia on the third getting ready to jump in to attack Naomi. And then something I did not really expect, but I'm happy that it happened. Xia Lee made her debut on SmackDown. She probably has some of the best augmented uh, augmented reality add-ons for her entrance out of anybody. And she looked like a million bucks coming out of that. And the theme was the same as her NXT theme, which is great because that fit her perfectly. She comes in. She helps out Naomi. They take care of the three of them. They get a few shots in on Naomi. And uh, I'm sorry, a few shots in on Sonia. And then Shayna and Natty able to pull her away. But this was a this was a great, fun, fantastic debut for Zaylee. She She's the protector. So she came in. She protected Naomi from the three of them. So it worked. Worked out real well. So I'm real excited to see where this goes. Up next, we had uh, everybody's favorite, <laughs> a championship contenders match uh, between Charlotte and Tony Storm. If, obviously, if Tony Storm gets the victory, she then gets a future title shot in, against Charlotte. Well, it was a good match for the short time it was there. Charlotte gets herself disqualified because she was repeatedly kicking Tony's head into the uh, into the post. Ref counted to five. Charlotte wouldn't stop. Called for the DQ. This, I believe, if I remember correctly, was the only DQ of the night, which is a rarity in WWE. There's always at least two or three. <laughs> Either that or a counter or something, but this, this, this works. Tony does get the victory. So, in theory, she should now be having a women's title shot. Whether that happens or not, no, we'll see. But for now, it might be Tony time. So we'll see. And then after that, we went right to our main event. They gave this a good 40 minutes, and I was completely happy with that. It was a triple threat match to see who would be the best uh, tag team in the WWE. It was Raw's RK Bro, uh, the Raw Raw Tag Team Champions, versus the Usos, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, versus the New Day, who have been the longest reigning tag team champions of all WWE history. Uh, 
this match fantastic cannot say enough about how great this match was between all three everybody had great spots randy obviously giving rkos everywhere super kicks from the usos you know riddle being riddle and new day doing its thing new day gets the victory which i thought was kind of ironic in the sense that they're the only non-champions and they beat both champions Obviously, New Day is going to be going for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against the Usos at day one. So they might find themselves with some more gold to become a 12-time tag champ. So we'll see. But like I said, a decent show tonight. Um, Still some quality, entertaining stuff. I appreciated it. Not really a lot of fluff. Um, there were some great segments tonight, um, also with, uh, especially with Adam Pierce. Um, <laughs> before Drew's match with Sheamus, uh, the uh, powers that be had told Adam Pierce to tell Drew McIntyre that Agatha the sword was not allowed at ringside. So what did Drew do? He took the sword and drove it through Adam Pierce's desk. Then we had ourselves a sword and a stone moment with Pierce trying to pull it out, and it was rather comical. Um, that desk then ended up getting stolen by Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss, so who knows where that's going to end up. We then had the return <laughs> between Brock Lesnar and Adam Pierce, where Pierce uh, obviously looked like he was about to faint. <laughs> he probably some other stuff as well but i won't talk about that um but brock mentioning to him that you know being suspended um and you know the million dollar fine going to charity which brock said he did enjoy he appreciated that but he told pierce that he had some time you know some free time all of a sudden he was able to do his the thing he loves the most and that's moose hunt he was able to get this two thousand pound moose he said and he was able to go and and, and, you know, and, and got him, fillet him, everything else, hang him up. And he said he was so proud of all that that he named the moose Pierce, which I found rather comical. I loved it. Um, Adam Pierce the whole time looked like he was about to just die at any moment. And it was it was a fun scene. I, I honestly had no idea that Brock could actually talk this well. I'm so used to Paul Heyman doing it for so long, but Brock doing a real good job in this face anti-hero. I don't know. I don't know what to call him right now, but it's it's probably some of the best Brock stuff that I've seen him do. You know, he's showing some character. He doesn't just go in and destroy things. He he's actually has some development, and I like it a lot. So I look forward to seeing what he does going forward. Um, I might actually enjoy a title run of his if he were to defeat Roman. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but we'll see. But like I said, good stuff tonight. Another quick SmackDown study in the books, guys. I appreciate you all once again for listening. If you don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can follow, find us on Facebook and Instagram and on 
um, YouTube as Above the Ring as well. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scarly J Stream, and you can find this podcast on basically every podcasting platform that is out there. If we're not on one that you listen to, let us know. We'll add ourselves to it, though. You can do all your one-stop podcast shopping and add a little bedlam to your day from Above the Ring. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. Hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Not, you know, final battle um, for Ring of Honor is this Saturday. Uh, looks to be a pretty good card. I noticed that Jay Lethal, who previously had said he was not going to be at the show, uh, but with Bandito um, testing positive for COVID, he is stepping in, taking on John Gresham um, for the Impact, um, Impact <laughs> for the ROH Heavyweight Championship. So that should be a good match. Um, I look forward to seeing the results for that show um, and then ROH's future come April. Hopefully they're not going to go under, um, but we'll see. I'm hoping for the best. Uh, but that's it for tonight, guys. Most importantly, please do not forget to ship it and join the Bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.